Technically speaking. Welcome to our technically untechnical technology talk. A Nywick Atlantic production. Hello, I'm Chelsea, the Nywick Atlantic audiovisual specialist, social media manager, and currently doing my best to grow one tomato plant. And I'm Alex, part of the media engagement team, and I'm looking forward to starting my own garden one day. So you like gardening, Alex? I do. I'm working on getting a raised bed to do some gardening myself. I used to have a raised bed and it was great, but now I'm down to one potted plant and it's got a tomato in it. So I'm, I'm doing my best and I had a, a tip that I got and it was to put a banana peel in the soil and that really helps your uh, plants to grow. I heard that recently as well where you could put the banana peel in some water and then pour that water into your soil to help the leaves from shriveling. So that's really helpful. Who knew how helpful a banana peel could be in gardening? And just like a banana peel, for gardening, there are a lot of essential people here at Nywick Atlantic that go unseen in a sense, that help us thrive. And they are our technology enablers. That's exactly right. They're people like our legal, contracts, finance, and facilities departments. They all help ensure our scientists and engineers are able to continue to produce information warfare solutions. And coming up, we've got interviews with our leads in contracts and legal. And then we tell you about some successes that we've had around the command. So you know what time it is. Get comfy, turn up that volume, and let's get started. So Alex, I recently spoke with Steve Harnig, who is our Nywick Atlantic's contracts competency lead, and he better explains what we should think of when we hear about the contracting department and how they are so important to our mission to the warfighter. Let's take a listen. Steve, can you explain how your department is set up and what it does? Yes, absolutely. So we are the contracts competency or department. And as we issue contracts to the contractors that are out in in industry, they then fulfill the needs and the requirements on our contracts. So when you say contracts department or competency, you're talking about about 150 people here who are um, you know, civil servants, federal federal employees who issue the contracts out to industry so that they can fulfill our needs. Can you tell me the purpose of the contracting department at Nymec Atlantic? Uh, you know, our mission is obviously to support the entire command, but we try to do that by rapidly acquiring information warfare capability for all of our IPTs. So um, we can buy pretty much anything, um, but it has to be within the mission of NIWIC Atlantic. You know, our sponsors and our customers, they come to us for engineering uh, expertise. And when our engineers need additional things that maybe they can't provide, maybe it's because they don't have the resources to provide it, or we got to go buy a material to support the, the ultimately support the warfighter, then they can come to us and we can contract that stuff out. So um, the purpose of contracts is to is to you know buy whatever we need to, in support of the IPTs. Now, um, there is a unique part of being a contracting officer, and that is in the FAR, uh, which is the Federal Acquisition Regulation, we're the only people who can obligate the government so we can spend money on behalf of the government. Um, that's something that's written into Federal Acquisition Regulations, and it's uh, uh, we're the only ones that can do it so it's important that we're a part of the organization so that um, because otherwise if we weren't here you have IPTs who maybe let's say they don't have enough people to do the job or again they need material they might have to go out to another organization to buy that Uh, but here they can just come to us and we can be a part of the IPT and really help them 
provide the entire solution that the warfighter's looking for. Anytime the IPT comes to us, whether they're buying a brand new system, they're doing R&D prototyping, they could just be buying you know, components to go into a system on a ship or something like that, we can buy that. And um, you know, we have contractors really all across the, the nation that do it, but we also have a lot of local contractors here that support us because they really understand the mission of information warfare um, and, and are able to, to really help us be successful. What makes your team skilled to do that? Yeah, I think there's a couple things, right? First of all, we want to be great contracting officers and contract specialists. And that means that we know the federal acquisition regulations, the FAR. We know the, the defense supplement to that, the DFARS. There's a Navy supplement to that. There's policies and procedures all over the place that we have to know. And we're very good at that. But the thing that I think really can make us stand out and be great for our IPTs is when we can bring a little bit of understanding of the technical solution they're trying to provide. And then we overlay a business contracting solution on top of that. So, for example, we buy some very complex things, but we also have some components in there that we understand. We work with computers all the time. We work with software all the time. We work with things that are part of the deliverables that, the, that we're ultimately giving to the warfighter. So for us, when we can come in and kind of understand the way that you deploy software matters, then we can maybe build together, you know, build a contract with our IPT together with them that will provide the best solution to the warfighter. That's where we can really stand out. I had no idea how much was involved or how much knowledge you needed to be able to buy things for the government, right? I'm, I'm simplifying that when I say buy things for the government. But there is a lot more to it, like you were just explaining, which is very impressive. From a taxpayer's perspective, um, it's definitely nice to know that you have all of these people and definitely a lot of training that goes into spending this money. Is there anything that you can kind of divulge and say about what goes through your minds as contractors when you're spending that money? Yeah, that, I'm really glad you brought up the taxpayer because that's one of the things I did want to talk about. You know, there's there's a lot of stakeholders in what we do in contracting, like you just alluded to. And, you know, ultimately it's the warfighter and the supporting the mission and being connected to that warfighter and that mission is what we need. But all the way to the taxpayer who may have no idea really what we're doing here, but they pay their taxes, they're a stakeholder in what we do. So, you know, we, as we buy things, like you said, to simplify it, we have a lot of processes and it can be frustrating. There's a lot of different documentation we have to do. There's a lot of knowledge that we have to bring to the table because we're audited. We can be protested for our decisions. Uh, we get a lot of scrutiny for the actions that we take. That's a lot of pressure on you guys. <laughs> it can be. It can be a lot of pressure. But, you know, we balance that pressure and that risk with the speed to capability. Because, again, we always focus on that warfighter and, and how we're going to support them. But in the meantime, we got to do a really, really good job of being business advisors, documenting the business decisions that we make, and then being able to defend them when that scrutiny comes. And that's just part of being a contracts person. I tell that to my, to my team all the time. Hey, we made the decision to stand up to the scrutiny that we get, and we do it really, really well. And I'm, I'm really proud of that part of what we do. Well, thank you. That was very eye-opening, and it's kind of it, it's great to know that you're, you're really thinking of that taxpayer, you're thinking of all those people involved to make sure that we get the best technology and we can create the best technology for that warfighter here at NIWIC Atlantic. 
Yeah, that's the ultimate goal. And, and our contractors, you know, the contracts that we put out, they're very, very important to our success because, as you know, we have a large budget and, um, you know, we don't have enough people who can do all of the work that we have to do. So we do have to augment that with contractor staff and contractor abilities. And they bring a lot of innovation. They bring a lot of new technologies uh, and expertise that augments an already great team here at NIWIC Atlantic and ultimately makes us successful supporting the warfighter. And with that, thank you so much for joining me. All right. Thank you. So in a simplified way, the team in contracts are the only ones allowed to spend millions of dollars in government money for NIWIC Atlantic. But they have to know a lot of procedures and be ready to take a lot of accountability for that spending. That's exactly right. They work hard behind the scenes to make sure that we meet all the processes and procedures to make those things happen and the professionals who are going to help make sure that we are following the regulations is our legal team. I talked with Barbara Shesko, NIWIC Atlantic's general counsel, about the important role her team plays ensuring the organization meets and exceeds all legal requirements. She explains the difference between contract acquisition lawyers and civilian personnel lawyers. So let's take a listen to her interview. Can you please tell us a little bit about what the primary functions are of the legal office and how it can be an asset to us here at NIWIC Atlantic? Uh, the Office of Counsel, you know, we support NIWIC Atlantic's mission by providing expert legal advice in three primary areas, acquisition law, civilian personnel law, and ethics. The legal office, we actually truly touch on every aspect of Lance's mission by delivering the timely legal advice that enables the command to provide, you know, the engineering and acquisition support. Uh, we do have the responsibility at the legal office to conduct le legal reviews relating to $3.2 billion of procurement. So we're, you know, busy beavers in the legal office. Definitely keeps you busy, and I know there's a lot going on all the time. All so. the time. It never cha it, it changes all the time. I mean, we never know, you know, what the next day is going to bring. And I know that you all are centrally located here out of Charleston. Is there? Do you have any uh, attorneys or other legal professionals in our other locations around? No, we don't. But that is something that we definitely want to do better, is to actually, you know, take our, our show on the road and support these offices outside of Charleston just as often and as frequently, frequently as we do here in Charleston. You know, NOLA and our Hampton Roads folks in D.C., uh, even overseas, and just let them know, you know, that the, the legal counsel, you know, we work for them. I wanted to ask about, since NIWIC Atlantic being a scientific and engineering-focused organization, how can the legal office be a technology enabler? I think that the the team around us recognize that the legal office is a you know force multiplier. Um, sometimes there can be concerns, and I know this from talking to people, that having the legal office involved might slow things down. But frankly, I think that we have proven that having that seat at the table early helps teams to get to a better place quicker because we're able to solve those problems that pop up, you know, before they become significant roadblocks. I know that you work closely with the contracts department, for instance. Why is it important to work closely with those groups, and how does that help fulfill NIWIC Atlantic's mission to providing IT warfighting solutions to the warfighter? 
You're right, Alex. We do work very closely, you know, with contracts. And over the years, I think that relationship has, you know, really blossomed. But we also work closely with finance, the IG office, you know, HR, employee relations, security, uh, just to name a few. So for a team to work together, there has to be understanding, respect, and trust. And I cannot emphasize how important those three things are. Um, So, you know, we believe in truly investing in our relationships with these teams and all the clients, all the members of Nywick Atlantic. And I think that together, you know, we are are making the team much stronger and we're getting the the right answer and getting to the right place for the warfighter. I know we've talked a lot about acquisitions and that side of the house, but what are some of the other areas um, in legal that you all help with help within the command? Um, you're right, Alex. You know, our acquisition attorneys are especially good at what they do and providing our clients, you know, sincerely a world-class service. And generally speaking, I think the acquisition attorneys are out front, and hopefully they are well-known what they bring to the table. And like you said, on the other side, there's the civilian personnel lawyers and paralegals supporting the mission. And they support the mission by taking the lead with respect to litigation matters, obviously, and they advise and support management and supervisors you know, throughout the litigation process. Um, the civilian, the uh, civilian personnel lawyers, often referred to as labor lawyers, you know, they provide expert advice to Nywick Atlantic. We have very senior civilian personnel lawyers who's been doing this for a long time, and them, along with our experienced paralegals, you know, they provide management advice and uh, work closely with HR to help with um, the policy that HR works on daily to make, you know, Nywick Atlantic a better environment and a better place to work. But just to give you an example, you know, they they work with um, management on disciplinary actions, on processing discrimination complaints and requests for reasonable accommodation. They also provide advice on performance appraisals and the drafting of those appraisals. So basically, they provide advice, which I refer to as, you know, associated business judgment um, on those matters. The last point I want to make before we close is that, you know, I I honestly believe that the best legal offices are those that's prepared to support their commands, even with the most unexpected challenges and the most difficult and I am so very proud of Nywick Atlantic's legal office because every attorney and every paralegal, acquisition and civilian personnel law, you know, they really stepped up and took the lead in addressing the legal challenges facing the command during the national emergency with respect to the COVID pandemic and the COVID vaccination requirement. And um, so I'm very proud of being a member of Nywick Atlantic and leading the legal office. So thank you for having me here today. Really appreciate this. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Barbara, for taking the time for this interview. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. I appreciated Barbara for sharing how important her team is in making sure that acquisitions are processed quickly. I mean, what would we do without lawyers? So it's great that we have them. Rolling off of that, let's talk about the successes we've had lately at Nywick Atlantic. First up, 
April Newton was selected as the Senior Scientific Technical Manager for Mission Engineering and Analytics. She will be the principal scientist over our efforts to identify mission capability gaps and inform naval investment and strategic decisions. Congrats, April. And our commanding officer, Captain Nicole Nigro, and executive director, Mr. Peter Reddy, recently toured Marine Force Storage Command's 200,000 square foot 5G enabled warehouse at the Marine Corps Logistics Base in Albany, Georgia. More than 250 distinguished guests from over a dozen high-level government agencies visited the site. And the site automates warehouse operations for the warfighter in many ways, including leveraging 5G-enabled capabilities, autonomous robotics, and machine learning applications. We hosted leaders from the South Carolina Council on Competitiveness, or SC Competes, in the beginning of May for the first official meeting of both organizations, also largely shaped by the Palmetto Tech Bridge, which is an outreach arm of Nywick Atlantic. The unique partnership was formed to increase economic competitiveness in the state of South Carolina, while also helping advance technologies potentially beneficial to the warfighter. And speaking of technology, we recently highlighted a collaborative internship opportunity between Nywick Atlantic, Nywick Pacific, and the University of Hawaii. The System Cybersecurity Internship Program was created in 2020 with the university's Information and Computer Science Department to increase the number of cybersecurity professionals in Hawaii. Students who participated in the program have already graduated and been hired by government agencies such as the National Security Agency and the Defense Information Systems Agency. Now that sounds like a good gig. You go to Hawaii for school, you graduate, and you already get hired by the government. So if you're looking to uh, get into cybersecurity, this internship program sounds like a win-win to me. I'm already dreaming about Hawaii right now. All right, well, snap out of it because it's time to talk technology spending in our technical tidbit. Not really that technical. In 2021, consumer technology spending surged by 9.6% to over half a trillion dollars. And it's predicted that two-thirds of technology spending in 2023 will be on hardware and the rest on software and services. Experts say automotive technology and health and fitness technology are also predicted to be key drivers of the consumer technology industry. Total revenues from these two sectors are forecast to be more than $15 billion and $928 million, respectively. It's fascinating to see how our money is being spent on technology, and I never would have put together that the automotive industry was involved in that, but it makes sense. Look at all the technology in our cars. And the same with the fitness apps, with all the technology on our smartphones these days, you can basically calculate and keep up with all those great trends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, once again, we are wrapping up this episode, and we have links to any of the Nowick Atlantic stories that we've talked about in the description of the podcast. And you can stay up to date on what is happening at the command by following our social medias under NAVWAR or our Nywick Atlantic website. And technically speaking, that's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. If you have a tip or story that you think should be included in this podcast, please contact us at our public affairs email address, which is listed in the description. Naval Information Warfare Center Atlantic, also known as NIWIC, is the East Coast branch of the Naval Information Warfare Systems Command within the Department of the Navy. We develop a range of technologies that provide state-of-the-art capabilities to the United States military.